milestones, Tom Parry, yeah, are a funny thing. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, we often celebrate like big numbers, but that is, you know, I, I think that's really immature. I mean, who would want to celebrate something so trivial as uh, sitting in front of a microphone uh, two hundred odd times and uh, chatting about video games and the like? Two hundred. Yeah, exactly. Let's not do anything about it. It's Tom Matt Attack. Yeah, let's just be nonchalant about the fact that this is the 200th episode of Tom Yeah, Attack. that this podcast has been going on for like five years and we've probably recorded what, I, well, at least 200 hours of audio of us rambling about video games, wow. if not more, because some I episodes run on. I discredits our, our uh, podcasting skills to say we ramble, Matthew. I mean, you know, tastefully if, ramble. If there's any time to celebrate, it is now. We've taken rambling to an art form. I mean, I'm not belittling <laughs> the ramble, Tom. Whoa, no. Well, cool your jets. So are we doing anything special for the 200th episode? Uh, no. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, there it, we go. I made a noise like I had one of those party things. It does feel special, though, to be still here in Denmark talking to you across the table. It is the best way to podcast. Yes, by, it by, is. Um, by a mile. For sure. You know, yeah. I can look into your eyes. I can imagine that that Peter Gabriel song, Your Eyes, is playing from Say Anything. Mm. Incidentally, what I wanted to actually do, I don't know if I told you this, I wanted to have a boombox yeah. and do that joke at you at the airport. I literally went oh. looking for boomboxes in charity shops when you arrived back in Denmark. You have to rewind, yeah, and say that you met me at the airport. I did, yeah. yeah. Um, um, you, were, you were just surprised that I was there. <laughs> Well, I wasn't expecting you to be there because no, exactly. you, you don't you don't live near the airport. No, I don't. But you know, it was you. I wanted to meet you. <laughs> it's very um, kind. Though. But as we've already talked about, you've been in Denmark now for a, a well, week and a bit. Well, yeah. Yeah. So we we've done all this. You're back in Denmark yeah, for yeah. A, a little bit of time. Yeah. This was going to be the big 200 thing. Was it? Oh wow. He's back. Oh, it was, but we couldn't fit in that 199th episode. So, we, yeah, we've, so we've blown a load. So 200 is just like oh well. 200 is you know. Yeah. Let's get on with things. How are you doing, Tom Parry? <laughs> you all right? Yeah, I'm all right, thanks. Yeah. Uh, games. Games? I've played a bit of Call of Duty. We've got the old Wii U over here, so yeah. uh, Call of Duty 2, Black Ops 2. Oh, wow. Keeping it current, then. Only <laughs> two games behind. <laughs> I'm level 50. Cool. Five more levels, now prestige. Oh, wow. Are you going to prestige? I don't think so. I was, I was pl- again, before I came over here today, I was playing uh, World War Two. Yeah. Uh, over at a mutual friend's house, and uh, that's Cody, for yes. those who... Don't know him. You probably don't. No, no, you don't. Not. Probably no. not. I don't know. If you listen <laughs> to this podcast, and you you might know me and Matt. I mean, you might, yeah, but I mean, chances are you probably don't. Anyway, you're over at your War friend's two. house. World War Two, and uh, yeah, we were chatting about that prestige thing, and it's kind of a bit of a step backwards in a few ways because yes. you're explaining how all your weapons will reset and all this, and of course your level resets. The only difference when you prestige is you get access to some special weapons maybe and you get a, a different emblem is that right you get a right you definitely get a different emblem because yeah. that was a thing because you could prestige 10 times if you're that way inclined. really 
Yes. Gladiator. I don't. There's probably more now because I know people who hit that when I was yeah. playing uh, original Modern Warfare when they introduced this mechanic. Yeah. But there is a thing that if you prestige, then you can get like special I weapons. I don't want to prestige too soon. No, you don't. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's all downhill from there. But you get special weapon skins. I know that was some of the ways you would get like gold, oh, right. yeah, that's it, AK-47s and all this kind mm, of stuff. Once on. you prestige, you can't go back. No, exactly. And then you're, you're stuck with all the crap weapons. But, you know, you're that good, Tom, that you've mm. wasted 50 years of your life prestiging in the first place. Mm. That you can play with a regular like M14 and pwn them noobs. <laughs> oh, wow. You say it like a pro. Exactly. Been there, Tom. No, I never prestiged. It was no. one of those things. It was actually a point of contention in my clan when I used to play Call of Duty that I wouldn't prestige. And they're like, oh, yeah, but you were just level 55. I'm like, yeah, but I've got all the guns. I don't yeah. have to play it's to unlock everything. that hasn't really changed over all these years of Call of Duty. They, these systems are still yeah. intact. Playing World War Two is very similar to playing Black Call Ops of Duty 2. I or imagine. whatever. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Um, still good, still enjoyable. Um, pretty horrific when people get killed by flamethrowers. Yeah. And they scream in the most agonizing yeah. screams you can imagine. I mean, that was a thing in like that Battlefield 1 game, and then they put mm. out that really like tone-deaf advertising thing of just like uh, when when that jams fire in the club or something, and it's a guy with a flamethrower, and then they were yeah. like, squad goals. You know, that was a really terrible advertising campaign. Fortunately, people yeah. have moved on a little bit since then. Yeah. Talking about Call of Duty anyway, Black Ops 4 is out now. It have is. Have you uh, played it? I have not, but I've heard very good things. I keep hearing good things about it. It does feel like it's embracing the Fortnite generation, isn't it? First yes. of all, it's got the Battle Royale, but also in the way it's been promoted yes. to those hip young kids. Yeah. You know, uh, it's bright and colourful. It's sort of building upon, obviously, what Black Ops 3 had mm -hmm. which was actually taking it a little less seriously yeah. adding more colors more tech more humor into the the game yeah unfortunately i'm an old curmudgeon as we said at the start of the podcast i've beat too soon and mm. uh, i want a campaign in my in my 40 quid game so i won't mm. be picking it up it does it does not have a campaign, Tom. Black it's just four. It is does not literally have a campaign. just. Do you, where have you been? No, oh, it doesn't I don't know. have a campaign. I, I've been busy playing Black Ops Two, obviously. Oh, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> um, no, it doesn't have a campaign. It is online only. That's why it's slightly cheaper than the other Call of Duties. Oh, that will, that explains the price. Yeah, that's why it's like forty four hundred kroner here in Denmark instead of like sixty. Yeah, six hundred like, kroner. Yeah. As I looked at that copy, longingly looked at that copy, so Caliber, knowing that my only chance would probably be to play it with you today. Yeah. But I still wasn't willing to put down the money. I mean, it's it's, it's ten quid or more than um, it would be in the UK. It would I be imagine. in the UK, so I can certainly. It's hard to wait for a game I've been waiting for for a long time. But, for uh, literally the entire length of time you've lived in Denmark, yeah, <laughs> uh, and then moved back to the UK and then came back to Denmark and then another soul kind of I guess I can wait a little bit longer. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's see. How much is it on Amazon? To be honest with you, I was I was looking at buying um, Dark Souls as we talked about on this podcast. Is finally the remastered edition is mm. now out for the the Nintendo Switch, and I was like, oh, actually, that would be really nice because I'm going to move house in two weeks. I probably won't have Wi-Fi, and I I can sit mm, down, true. and then I can just do all these things. And then I realised, oh yeah, but I'll have Red Dead, and then I was just like, back on shelf, <laughs> walked away. <laughs> so. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I I'm feeling that I should perhaps come to peace with some games this week. Uh, finish off Kiwami and the like, but I'm not gonna have time because uh, I've got a work related thing for the next three days from Monday to Wednesday, and then I'm 
I'm back, and then I should probably edit some more uh, biographic videos. You're a busy so boy, Matthew. I am a busy you? boy. It's really uh, annoying. Well, you're not doing that. You're playing Starlink. Oh, yeah. It's like um, a great uh, use of your time. Well, you, you witnessed uh, <laughs> me playing some Starlink. Unfortunately, the new game I did decide to buy, rather than the ones like Soul Calibur, which we could have a jolly good time playing <laughs> together, or, you know, um, it's Fist of the North Star, which is a game I didn't buy in English because I was like, no, Red Dead's coming out. Uh, I pre-ordered this as we've talked about uh back when e3 happened and they said hey pre-order now is coming out in october oh man i like them spaceships <laughs> i like toys i like flying around in space shooting things that'll be fun it won't disappoint me like destiny or no man's sky did and then it was almost as if they were just like oh cool what are the most mundane functions of these two games that you kind of liked we'll put them together mm. and then uh, it'll be a very bland game yeah i'm not too fussed on starling to be perfectly honest it was. It reminded me a little bit of watching you play No Man's Sky. Yes, I have to say, which isn't the most uh, exciting of experiences. Well, you don't think that it ranks alongside spectator sports? <laughs> what are you telling me, Tom? Until you know some of those Star Fox related things happen. Yes, uh, within the Star Fox storyline. Yes, and the game, as I understand it from what you played, that those parts are few and far between. Yes. Uh, they're, they're present in the Star Fox bit. Yes. I'm talking about some of the bigger space battles and dogfights. Um, I guess you get that in some capacity in the right. regular Right, so you start story. the game, uh, it throws you into a storyline as if you've already met these characters before. And there's literally like a line of text. What, on the what are the characters called? <laughs> I can't even remember. Steve? <laughs> they're, they're very... Jane? There's a doctor... Um, and that's, that's all I can remember is one of them is called, like, Doctor something. Hmm. Um, well, I remember it's like a green alien. Yes. Right then. <laughs> so there is a generic main man. Generic main man, yeah. Um, then there is quirky girl with a robotic arm. Quirk who girl. seems like quite a cool character. Unfortunately, she doesn't really have that much dialogue. Then you have a guy who was a streamer back on Earth, and so he's a massive Oh, the annoying bag. one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you have the the tough, broody man with a top knot who crosses yeah. his arms and speaks in a gruff voice to you a lot. Yeah. Um, then you have a girl who is like a kick-ass bounty hunter who is very much a lone wolf. And then you have a girl who's kind of the doctor's assistant who's really into music. And then you have Star Fox. And then you put those two groups of characters side by side, and you're like, "Wow, Nintendo really care about their characters. They really put a work, a lot of work into their their whole presence in this game." Because uh, the other people, as you <laughs> bluntly put it, uh, look like very bland uh, DreamWorks characters. <laughs> to, to me, yes, that was my impression of the characters in in the game. And I think you've just summed it up there. They aren't particularly interesting because you can't remember their names, at least. No. So um, there, there, there's some bigger story i guess that these characters are part of is that at least right interesting so or? no it isn't really because like i said this game starts with like two lines of white text on a black background saying you like oh yeah space travel this doctor's invented a machine that can go into space and then you arrive in space and i was like wait is this fucked up because i'm playing as fox mcleod would the storyline have been better would there have been more to it if i played as the, the generic steve um <laughs> And from the looks of the internet, it, it no, it doesn't seem like that's the case. So you, you start in space, and then this doctor's taking you all on a magical journey in his spaceship that he made just to show you, like, wow, you are chosen people who can pilot spaceships. Like You're Anakin. really good. Yeah. Like Anakin. 
uh, and then he gets kidnapped immediately, and then you got to go save him. But then your ship crashes on a planet, and so the first thing you do in this game about flying a spaceship around space is uh, you drive around a desert planet. You say um, drive, you're kind of floating above. Well, the... you kind of float around, yeah. Um, Tom, tell me, have you played Destiny? I've played Destiny. Have you ever played... Uh, actually, let's go one back. Have you ever <laughs> played a game called Halo Combat Evolved? Yes. Do you remember when you used to get on a ghost? That uh-huh. little hovery thing, and yeah. you could shoot with the trigger buttons. Uh-huh. Well, Tom, I hope you yeah. like doing that, because you're going to do that for about 15 hours. I think that's a yeah, perfect summing up of uh, what I saw you play earlier. Yes, uh, and you can also drive around the planet and scan things. You can also oh, like No Man's Sky. minerals uh, for upgrades, <laughs> like in No Man's Sky. And doesn't everything look like no man's sky in um, terms of the, the colors and the design of the planets if maybe. by that you mean uh, one of them looks like a weird like alien terraformed jungle one of them looks yeah. like an ice planet one of them yeah. looks like a fire planet yeah. and yes oranges a little bit like no man's greens sky. and the same yeah. color palette yeah, yeah and imagine if you shot everything and numbers came off it the same way they did in uh, destiny. destiny and yeah. even some enemies looked a little bit like destiny didn't they yes uh, the the main bad guys who are robots admittedly like oh, yeah. the robot thing is kind of a bit rote at the moment but i mean the vex look like the the fallen is that what they were called in uh no halo. the fallen are no, not in fallen uh, that's oh what Destiny. are they called fallen. what are the things in halo called in halo 4 in halo 4 those the forerunners things, the f- yeah. they look like the forerunners and it's just like ah, so okay. where's the influences on its sleeve yes really doesn't it and unfortunately unlike destiny there isn't like you don't have the cabal or the vex or any of these other things you've no. just have you you literally just have these aliens you just have mm. the vex it's unless the there's going to be uh, an add-on for it at some point i, I introducing i, I kind of hope so stuff. i mean i when I pre-ordered, when I got all excited, there was an exclusive pilot that was only available to the first, mm. like, however many people pre-ordered. I think you described it as a cat. Yes, it's like a weird cat monkey. Um, <laughs> it's, it looks kind of cool. It is actually mm. quite a nice pilot. But half of me, the collector in me, is like, should I open this? Because you never know, this may never be commercially available. Mm. But then again, is anyone going to care about Starlink is a better question. That's the, that is a big question now. Uh, will Starlink be popular? Will it be one of these things that is uh, sort of flies under the, the radar, so uh, to speak? Um, I don't know. Because I went in... Because you really do fly very close you, to the you ground. You do fly very close <laughs> to the ground. Um yeah, it, it, I got the joke, Thomas. Uh, so, sorry. I don't um, know why I felt the need to explain it further. Thank you for, for making sure. There was actually... I just made this point with your reaction. <laughs> it was very... It's like you've heard it before. Yeah, weird that. <laughs> it was very funny during me playing the game because the, the Star Fox bit of it, as you said, is very full on. It, you fly around in space, you do battles the way you would in Star Fox. And mm. I've had one moment in like the eight hours I think I've played the main campaign where I've done that. And so I was like, oh shit, actually you put in this Star Fox content first is a bit of a misleading thing because you, you play this and it's all really exciting and there's actually bosses you have to do stuff with other than, well, I mean, you did just have to shoot them in all fairness. There wasn't very much it to it. It didn't it's taken, uh, wasn't difficult, sorry, for you to... No, and I, yeah. I think that's maybe because I've played a lot of the campaign and I'm a bit overpowered. Maybe if yeah. I would have done this first, maybe it would be a bit more of a challenge. But it's not very long, is it? No, it la- well, I mean, you were sat there Half for the entire hour, length hour? of it. Maybe an hour, if we're being generous. <laughs> probably about 45 minutes. Yeah. And that was the most engaging bit of that game I've played. And they do go all out with a couple of cutscenes, don't yes. they? Of, of Star Wolf Star eating Wolf. an arm and then yeah. spitting it out. And, going, and that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like two cutscenes? I think so, but that's been like... there's They are be- of a better standard than the quality of the cutscenes of the game. Yeah. At least they have coherent story that makes sense. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like when I'm playing Starlink and it goes into the story beats because there's a lot of blah, blah, blah going on on the planet when I'm flying around and I'm kind of ignoring it mm. because I don't really like the voiceover work. Mm. I I get to the cutscenes and I feel like I've jumped about like an episode in the story, yeah. if you know what I mean. Like I feel like a lot's gone on that's not really been explained. Yeah. And some of that is the characters. The Star Wars characters are far more appealing than the characters yeah. already, as we've already mentioned. I do feel like they're a bit shoehorned in. Yeah. They feel really odd standing next to generic well, Dreamworks you, people. You do your uh, Star Fox missions and then uh, they say, oh, I suppose you're going back to Conaria now, you know, and all no. this. And then they say like, oh, no, we're going to stick around and make this game a lot more interesting. Yeah, they literally <laughs> say like, <laughs> what do they say? So you can play as us instead if you like. Fox to. has a line that's yeah. just like uh, the the generic Steve asks him like, hey, right. are you going to you gonna go back to Conaria now? And Fox is just like, no, we're going to stick around. <laughs> Uh, you can you can use the help or something like that, and then yeah, they all think, pause. Yeah, this game could use a bit of help. Yeah, yeah it could exactly um, why maybe the Star Fox characters are there, which is a shame because I mean I want to I want to think back to the original E3 trailer. It was just ships, right? There wasn't pilots involved. I'm not sure exactly. I think they just plugged. Uh, I remember it all being rather vague as to yeah, what it, it was, was like super like hey we put a ship on a PlayStation Four controller. Yeah. Oh. That's yeah. cool. So, <laughs> I don't know. Let's, let's see. I, I'm going to finish it because, alas, I've, I've spent a couple of hours playing it. Yeah. So I, and, and by no means are we saying the game's bad. It just seems no, a little it's, dull. It's uh, very middle of the road. Yeah, it is, yeah. It's very uh, a six, a six and a half out of ten in my books. And it's a shame those moments came in the Star Fox story are so few and far between yeah. and these are the moments where it really feels exciting and, and they're kicking some great music cut of Star Fox themes there when you call in your uh, rest of your yeah, team yeah when you use like your character trait thing yeah. because uh, how it works is you've got your little plastic spaceship your Joy-Cons at least on the Switch version are plugged into the side of that mm. and then uh, you have uh, the L and R buttons, the back triggers are to shoot your individual weapons mm. because you have individual guns on your spaceship. weapons on either wing. Yeah. yeah, and you can literally, you can change those wings, you can change the, 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 the core of the spacecraft and the, itself and the pilot. The fuselage. Yeah, fortunately though, like the, the toys to life aspect of it is very fair, I think. Mm. I, I mean, I played like eight hours a bit without needing any more stuff than was in the start. Yeah, you weren't the huge areas that locked. Yeah. You couldn't access because you didn't have the right No, piece. exactly. It's not that kind it's of game. It's not that f- full-on like Skylanders no. was, where it was like, hey man, you don't have anyone who's grass or fire or whatever. No. But it does use these elements, doesn't it? The it weapons does. are like ice, fire. Yeah, there's and... four. There's like ice, fire, void and void yeah destiny yeah i know um (laughs) and there's also like a plasma weapon as well which i think is also destiny but i mean they're they're pretty common i guess but void i i I didn't come across that until destiny i think i I mean void and space travel and stuff exists like it's you know like negative avoid the purple ones yeah but they know the yeah it's the black ones in this it's like black holes i guess Mm. like a void ah but um they they seem Okay, like I, I've I've bought one pack for a seventy nine krona here in Denmark because they were on sale as an introductory price in Toys R Us. Yeah, it's yeah. I first I thought first, what on earth is coming out of my mouth? I don't know. You fought at first. <laughs> God, I, I can't I, even say it. You fought. I thought God, I feels like this is an e- educating Rita. You thought at first that this game 
hadn't flown off the shelf, so they were trying to push them out because he had a lot on the, the hangers. But maybe, as you say, it's just a game just come out. Let's kind of get a few people on board. Exactly. This is no reflection of how successful the game's been so far. No, though I, um, I haven't Because the game's not been out very long at all, so it's no. got to be just a push on it. I don't think you'll even have, like, the chart things. Uh, maybe I'll check Amazon. Let's let's have a look. If I put in Starlink yeah, It's out Switch, on three formats, am I right in thinking? It is indeed, All but I'm going to check... main console formats. ...what the Switch ones are, because I have a sneaking suspicion because of that Star Fox content. That the, oh, what's the, the one... most popular? Yeah. yeah for Amazon s- sales. Yeah, it's probably Star Fox. I mean, I just want to see if it's even the most popular thing on the Switch. Because it usually says, doesn't it, on the Amazon pe- Some people will buy this because it's the, the closest thing we've got to a new Star Fox. Yes. I suppose. Even though the gameplay is... It's Amazon.co.uk's sales ranking. It's the 107th best selling item Okay, well week. that seems pretty high out of all the things that could be sold on Amazon. Yes. 107th seems... Yeah. Pretty reasonable, right? I'm gonna it click seems pretty on reasonable. the PlayStation. Because we want, we need version. to know this, which you have to scroll all the way down there. No, it's okay. I got it. I got it. It's actually it seems to be cheaper in Denmark than it is on Amazon because oh, it's sixty five pound yeah. on Amazon, whereas it's like four hundred kroner in Toys R Us. Four hundred forty five, so I think. In maybe Toys R Us. you know, if you are a Danish listener and you want this game, maybe go to Don't Toys R Us. Again, nice like fifty five quid. That's true. The Amazon sales rank of uh, the PS4 version is 435. Okay, well, so, there yeah, you go. There I am we'll... correct in my assumption. I think that, yeah, it's a logical. That R Wing's pretty good. Like, the, the, I... the model's very nice. For for the quality of light, the game. Which will... is a good thing in this case because you don't want it weighing no, down exactly. your controller. No, exactly. It's not going to do the thing that my 3DS did to me when I, I played too much Animal Crossing and wreck my, can, my ligaments. Can you get a little stand? That's not the controller stand. I mean, just if you wanted to stand it up on something else. I uh, don't think so. You could probably find an equivalent. Oh, I mean, there must be something. There must be, like, model stands or something you can use. If you just want to, like, keep it to one side when you're not playing and uh, enjoy it. Because it is a nice uh, piece to, if you're a video game fan, put on your shelf. For sure. I mean, like I said, it's a... I kind of understand why If you're a video game fan, Matthew, I, I wonder how many people listen to this are video game fans. No, I mean... No, I was going <laughs> to... just joking. I was going to say, like, it's a bit of a shame that it's with the Switch version, so people who don't own a Switch don't have a chance of buying this toy, even if they couldn't use it. But I understand why it is, because A, it makes people buy the Switch version, and also mm. B, they don't want people buying spaceships they can't use. Yeah. There's probably an Arwing toy somewhere that you could purchase. I don't, I don't know. think so. Is it the first Arwing toy available ever? Probably, I would hmm. say. I mean, There are that... figures of Peppy and Fox and all the other Yeah, there is. I even saw a Falco in Toys R Us, actually, that I was like, oh, I could buy that Falco. Also, I see. I'm I'm curious to, to know how this does and if there is a future for Starlink, because... Yeah, I, I I think it's sort of like a one and done sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, maybe. And I mean, perhaps the the way I have I've seen toys to life games done in the past, uh, the ones I've worked on and the ones I've not, is the the poster you tend to get with the set says like, "Hey, wave one, wave two, oh, wave three. Yeah. Everything for Starlink, to my understanding, is out there at the moment. That doesn't say there's not going to be an expansion. Because they might want to in. Put inject some new life into the game later. And to be honest with you, I kind of hope they do. Like, if they mm. can do some higher-level space stuff, if they yeah, can listen to their audience and go, hey, we're going to do some, like, add-on content the ground in space. ground-level stuff isn't so... It feels a bit cumbersome. No, but the space combat's all right. And, yeah, like, yeah. I want more of the space combat. But 
Oh well, we'll see. Let's let's well, see where it goes. It's about spaceships, you yeah. need hope to get a nice slice of space. I mean, combat. like, I don't really want to buy any of the spaceships, though. One thing I didn't like about it is that traveling different planets. It reminded me too much of No Man's it Sky. It is definitely No Man's the, Sky. The bad bits of No Man's Sky, yes. which are just setting a course for a planet and having to gun it. Yeah, you can fast travel. You can. Yeah, literally... once you found the planet. Yeah, but getting yeah. there the first time is a bit of a slog. Yeah, yeah and you are right. attacked on, the, on your. Yeah, you as can't well. just like click. Maybe fly. not as annoyingly as in no man's sky no but that's because <laughs> i think i'm just a bit over leveled because i've been fl- i've been through these things many but times if you're suffering from um no man's sky uh fatigue fatigue then, then don't buy this game no i don't think so because there'll be certain things that are going to remind you of no man's sky yeah and it's going to be a downward spiral from there and i mean <laughs> don't get me wrong like it's different game but it there is. are enough similar elements just to remind you Maybe and there's lots of like you've got to set up things on the planet. Disappointment with and No Man's Sky. As you saw in like the hour or so you you saw me play it, there's a lot of at the moment like I've gone through a lot of the story like I said, and then you you go hey we need to save these planets so you've got to go down on the planets, do the same like four tasks which mm. is uh, protect the perimeter like in Destiny. Um, you've got to blow up hives that spawn these imp enemies and you've got to like blow up a core thing which involves some jumping and some shooting. Because the, 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 these vehicles jump. Yeah, because when yeah. they're on the ground they jump. Why wouldn't they? They're spaceships. <laughs> um, and when you do that, it's like, oh, okay, this is this is good. It's all well and good. You do these things. But once you've done them like four or five times, like as you saw me do these activities four or five Mm. times, I'm like, I wish there was a bit more variety in what I was doing on these planets. Like, yeah, the enemies are different elements. So I'm shooting an ice one instead of a fire one, but still the same thing. And then you take down a prime, which is a boss fight, which is kind of interesting. However, the two primes have fought have both been the same prime. So I'm hoping it's not the same damn boss fight every time. Mm. Otherwise, no Optimus Prime either. No, or no Metroid Prime. No. None of those primes. Another good primes. We've already got one franchise tie-in. There aren't any more. Exactly. We don't need any more. <laughs> Although potentially you could with the Ubisoft things. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, you could put Metroid Prime in there. Why not? Oh yeah, even Nintendo things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe um, what's that? Beyond Good and Evil. You know, that's got some cool characters in. That's true. You yeah. can imagine that pig. It's like Pigma from uh, Star Fox, isn't it? Yeah, there's no Pigma. There was only no Star Pigma. Wolf. Yeah, only Star Wolf. Yeah, the Star Wolf yeah, no. gang. Uncle Andros. Yeah, no Andros. No. No, none. None of the people in that campaign said to me, "I admit defeat if this does not work," and that makes me sad. <laughs> Honestly. But let's not give away that amazing Star Fox story. <sighs> All forty-five minutes of it. There's three <laughs> missions. Anyway, it's it's free content, I guess. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. It, it's. The version to get if you've got a Switch and you're trying to work out which one you want to get. If it isn't yeah. already obvious, visuals, I can uh, tell you, look good. I'd heard dubious things about the visuals on and the And I'm Switch sure version. if you look at it compared to the PS4 version, yeah. it probably it looks, looks a little fine, bit better. Though. I've yeah. never seen the PS4 version, but if I hadn't, I would, I'd still be quite happy yeah, with it. Yeah, the, it's the good. Switch. It looks all right. Uh, one thing to note, though, you need like six gigs of free space because oh. they cheaped out on the card from the looks of things. Not a fan of that practice. Uh, I mean, that's kind of understandable in this respect. They are giving you a lot in that bundle yeah. like it is a plastic ship and stuff for a pretty low affordable price so mm. i can understand why it's still not but when you see it. that white uh, header on the oh, uh, it's the first the it's the first oh, cartridge oh. i've bought with it and i'm like oh i wish i would just bought it digitally but then we can yeah. get the ships and that's the whole point yeah that's how it goes 
Ooh, how it goes. Calm down now, Matt. Oh, got an agitated. Is there anything uh, that you've been enjoying more than Starlink? I mean, I have, but I feel like I've rabbited on about this for like two and a half minutes. Though I guess we could talk briefly about Moonwalker. Michael oh, Jackson you've enjoyed here. that more than Starlink. Yes! Oh, man! <laughs> so, like, I... To go back and play that Mega Drive game. Yeah! <laughs> um, right then, so I had I had absolutely no interest in Moonwalker. It was one of those games You still that haven't seen the film. I have not seen the film. That's curious, because I remember watching it when we used to live together. You yeah, not there. I probably was. It's probably <laughs> you and our good friend Austin. Um, no, I... I, I've never seen Moonwalker. I'd, I never really had any interest in watching Moonwalker. Do you like Michael Jackson? I mean, I do like Michael music. Jackson. Yeah, but I, I mean, I've never watched Thriller either, I don't think. Well, that's just to glorify music. Yeah, but I mean, that's like still like half hour long, right? It's reasonably long. I don't yeah, know it's quite half an hour. I think it is. I mean, they released it on a cassette. Mm. Like, anyway, yeah. we digress. Pretty big at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So this is always one of those games and... I've talked about this before. I have no, I have no nostalgia for the Mega Drive, and even though I like games like Golden Axe, uh, I've played a lot of Micro Machines. Uh, but that was on the Super Nintendo as well. Yeah, and, and is, the NES and the Master yeah, System. Yeah, and like you know, CDI. Because of that, I've never really ranked the Mega Drive, and obviously I'm packing up at the moment. As I said, <sighs> we're going to a new house. And I was looking at some of my Mega Drive games and going like, well, do I really need uh, a Mega Drive anymore? Um, and I, I was thinking about it. I was just like, well, should I just like, yes, flog a load of my Mega Drive stuff off? And I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look into Moonwalker for something else that I'm not really gonna talk about in this podcast mystery. And hot oh, damn, Tom Parry, like Moonwalker yeah, you've really is been a really with this good game. game. I've, I'm sure it's where I've tried it at some point, and it is a game I'm interested in getting hold of copy of. Mega Drive game now is a little bit more expensive than your average Mega yeah. Drive game. It's got a collectability. Yes. It's got the Michael Jackson stamp. It's quite a unique game as well, I yeah, guess you Yeah, definitely. Would say. So the, it's a fun game and people want a, want a copy of it. So yes. It's got a reasonably high value. Um, Mass System game is, seems very close. Yeah, we, we had well. a quick play of that as well on Emulator that. and that seems... Some even say it's better. Now, I, I don't know about that. but From uh, what I've played, there is a certain joy to the Mega Drive game that is missing from the Master System one. Like The Master System game seems very competent. The mm. end of level like boss rush thing seems a bit better on the master system mm. but you're not played it that but i've much not on the played version, that much on the master system i played up until uh what would be the thriller version on the the yeah. mega drive but you played through the mega drive one or uh no some... i got about halfway and yeah. i saved it because i had to go out this morning but, but i was like some right things with some of the music like thriller's yes. not on there thriller's not on there yeah. however there's a prototype version of the one with thriller in yeah. it yeah and that sounds awesome yeah yeah like the Oh man, I really, really like the music. Like, I really like Mega Drive the Mega Drive versions music, of the Michael know. Jackson chip tunes. I mean, the SNES gets a lot of praise for the quality of its music, and quite rightly so. But yeah, you know, there's some banging tunes on the Mega Drive too. <sighs> there's the, yeah, but there's also some cack. I remember yeah, there playing, is. I remember but... playing Wiley Wars and going, "Man, they murdered this music." Yeah, but there are some very good examples of Mega Drive. Yeah, music and I'm sure there are. But it's also got me thinking, like, but okay. Interestingly, that was what Michael Jackson wanted uh, to be disassociated with Sonic 3 for, because yes. he didn't think the quality of the music yes. was good enough Yes. On through a Mega Drive. Yeah, which is a, a shame. Fun, fun fact related to Michael Jackson. Yeah, and it's probably, I mean, it's probably the reason. Do you know if he got involved with Sonic 3 because of Moonwalker? He had a relationship with Sega, so yeah. I imagine... Yeah, I mean, he's in Sega uh, commercials and stuff as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I think he was a fan already. Yeah. And to be asked to do something like the musical yeah. Sonic probably was fascinating story. That I mean, if you're not familiar, look it up. But uh, yeah, Michael, J- you can hear elements yeah. of Michael's music within Sonic Three and uh, Stranger Moscow, especially uh, in the end. And uh, yeah, a lot of his musicians worked on Sonic Three. Yeah. Uh, but it's all sort of been brushed under the carpet a bit. Yeah, he's not even like credited, right? But they Sega acknowledged it within uh, Sega Mega Drive collection on the um, Xbox and PlayStation. Yes. So yeah, it offic- as an official Sega project pro- product, saying, they, they yes, mentioned uh, as a uh, fun fact. Yes, Michael Jackson was involved with the creation of the music for yeah. Sonic. Of course, three. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, I really like that game. Um, that's all I, I really have to say about it. Yeah. It's, it's charming. I liked pressing up and going, ow! And yeah. then every time I, I rescued a small child from a, a cupboard, Michael. they would go, Michael! And then, like, <laughs> zoom off on a on a ray. Also, you missed the magic in the math system version, didn't you? Because Michael's got a bit of magic dust. Yeah, you like when, he, attacks when he kicks with his very long leg yeah. that seems like twice as long yeah, as his sprite. Yeah. A uh, little like blue dust comes out mm. of it, and also like when he ducked down, he does like hand guns and mm. shoots it. It's really mm. cool. <laughs> also, just that that opening on the master system of him like transforming into a car, which I assume mm. is in Moonwalker. It is. Yeah. Right. I had not seen that. I was not expecting that you didn't for him know to that. like transform into a transformer and then. It's a into shame a you've car. had that moment ruined now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. Spoilers, I guess, for a thirty-year-old Michael Jackson movie. Probably about twenty, but that. Uh, Who's counting? 80s. Yeah. Or 90, early 90s? I oh, think early who, 90s. Who, who knows? Oh, who, cares? who cares? Who cares? <laughs> what have you been playing, Tom? What have I been playing? Well, I've already touched upon uh, a bit of Black Ops 2, but that's not interesting for anyone because I practically talk about it every week, don't I? Oh, Pretty boy, much, boy, yeah. Boy. Yeah. Soul Calibur mm. 5. Unfortunately, you can't talk about Soul Calibur 6 this week for something yeah. new. Um, I'm still playing Mario Kart 8 online. Yeah. Through the Wii U. <gasps> Because it's free <laughs> to play. And there's still plenty of people playing it on the Wii U. I imagine there's probably more people playing it on the Wii U now. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe there is. I've also been playing New Super Mario Brothers U. Okay. Uh, I've actually got up to what I think is the final boss now after okay. having this game for quite a while. More it, than me. I've literally had it since the Wii U's launch. Yeah, I had it yet. later because it was one of those games that they were giving away free yes. for what reason I can't remember. Did you get the one with uh, Luigi U as well? Uh, I downloaded that later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't didn't have. A, I don't have a physical version of the game. It was like a freebie from Nintendo. I have uh, a physical version of that game. I still have yeah. it sealed. I'm very reluctant to open it now because it seems to be the, one the, that's the going Luigi up in price. One. Yeah. Yeah. It also kind of annoys me because it's got a green box, and I'm like, oh, it's all of my other oh. Wii U games are blue. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Plays with my OCD. It, it's um reasonably valuable isn't it on the second hand yes. market i've seen it in places and they seen wanted it in like in CEX, they silly like money for it. it if you want to play the game you can play it very affordably i mean you can also uh, you can get just download the add-on yeah you can just buy that bundle pack though like the regular one that would have come with later we use that has mario you and yeah, Luigi with it, it with it it's anyway. like a fiver or something so it's a lot more common um, but that game that game is great and it's another fine example of traditional mario platforming yeah. it's a, got a great challenge also and uh, I have to say, my my time with it recently has been very enjoyable. Uh, it's a game which deserves, you know, a bigger audience because I don't know how many people <laughs> got to play it first time round. There's one new copy of Super Luigi U on yeah. Amazon for a hundred quid. Wow! There you go. Well done. 
There we go. I'll keep that sealed um, then. Yeah, but plenty of people have probably played it first time around because it was a Wii U launch title. Yes. But for those who didn't, you can get to play it on the Switch, of course, which um, eventually, once that one's released, probably January. soon. January. I literally have the release date here, January 11th. Yeah, so if you missed out on that game, it's a game, a Mario game, it's very much worth your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just good old-fashioned Mario fun. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Yes. As Mario says. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot more I can say about it, really, but it doesn't disappoint. Yeah. Anything else? In terms of playing stuff, uh, not so much. In terms of news, though, I'm, I'm quite excited to hear about the uh, Analog, uh, the company who's released in the past the uh, Analog NT... Mm, what's it called? Mini. Mini. Was it called Mini? And then you had the uh, Super Analog... Thing. These were basically uh, n- new Super Nintendos and NESs um, with a hardware was built to match the original hardware created by Nintendo and it's probably the best way to play these games on HD television now. It's, uh, it's a very uh, high-end piece of kit, both these. Are. And now uh, Analog have um, announced that they're doing a Mega Drive. Yeah. Uh, Do you know, though, because actually the, the NES versions... Mm. Were they, were they super had expensive, they? the reason they were super expensive, other than the fact they were in like machined aluminium like and you had would get on all the, the connections you possibly want? Yes, on the back. Yeah. they actually bought old Famicoms, mm. took them apart, and re like remade them with original hardware. There that's why they well, were like 500 they're, quid because they like... had to get them, they had to resolder all the boards, they had yeah. to then chip them so they could yeah. play anything. That's why the the Super Analog NT is cheaper, is because they've made their own hardware NT, for it. NT, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But do you know if they're doing anything like that with the Mega Drive? I, I don't assume know they're... the details of how they're actually creating the, the hardware, but I assume it's going to be on the same level as to what we've seen with the uh, Nintendo. Uh, it, it seems wrong to call them clone consoles because they seem too high-end for that sort of uh, branding, but... It looks to be from the footage they've released showing a couple of games in, in motion. Uh, very impressive. Uh, on par, of course, with what they've done previously. The The cool thing about this, though, is you're going to play be able to play Mass System games on it as well, out of the uh, out of the box. Really? So that's great, isn't it? I think they come with that adapter. And they've announced that in the future they're going to release uh, other adapters at yes. very affordable prices to enable you to play Game Gear, on there the thing's got a expansion port to standard yeah. so you can plug it into an i guess an original um mega cd mega cd 32x compatibility hasn't been confirmed well i think it says it might it will come in the future it's not yeah when it's released but later on i think there is a possibility there that it may gain 32x compatibility okay eventually. that's interesting uh, so this seems like the ultimate Mega Drive, in a way perhaps even more so than their Nintendo consoles because you've got that functionality with so many other consoles. Well, I mean... That... I mean, you can, you can play Game Boy, I suppose, on through the Game Boy Player. I think so, yeah. And you. you can probably... Um, what else could you play? If you've got an adapter to play NES games on your Super Nintendo, it'll probably work They've on that They've probably too. done something similar um, where you can play the Famicom stuff and whatever on the SNES. Yeah, there probably is. But this is the first time they really seem to have pushed that to the forefront. It which... seems to be a lot easier to do with Sega hardware, though. I will say that because yeah. 
the Retro Freak. Is that the console that was That's released? one of the uh, yeah. multi-format consoles. That came with an adapter for Master System and mm. Game Gear stuff. Yeah. Like, pretty fast. So I assume once you're able to emulate the Mega Drive hardware because of the official adapter you could get, yeah, yeah. I assume that how you coded those games the is game perhaps gear, very now similar. Now, that's a surprising thing. Now, this won't be available straight away, I don't think. No. But they've shown footage of uh, Rystar running on it. Yeah. And that's great to see. It's great to... Because it's the only way, isn't it? Yes. Well, not the only way to do it, because there are things like... that. You say the... Retro freak yes. and things, but, but it's probably the best way. Yeah, um, because you, the the Game Gear is notorious for being a very temperamental console yes. that doesn't hold up hold the test of time very well because no. of its uh, the, the parts it's built with. It, yeah, it uses capacitors, very cheap capacitors that yeah. tend to break very fast. Obviously, yeah. these machines weren't meant to last for twenty, thirty years. No. But, you know, compared to a Game Boy, you know... Well, I mean, yeah, Game Boys are pretty much indestructible. Pretty I mean, durable. it's not to say they don't suffer from things like screen rot. Like, eventually, all Game Boys will die because LCD mm. screens, by their nature, aren't yeah. meant to last yeah. forever. This is a great way of preserving a console like the Game Gear, which otherwise might, you know, suffer a little bit. Yes. Options are available to play those games. Yeah, so. that's true. If we don't count emulation, no, exactly. Uh, if you want through a computer, or this is kind of the the whole like Socrates problem, yeah. though, right? Of just yeah. like it, you've heard this analogy before, right? It's just like, hey, there's this great ship called uh, I forgot what it's called. There's this great ship, and essentially, it comes back from sea once, and then they replace the mast on that ship. And then how long and how long and how many repairs does it take when that ship isn't that ship anymore, and it's just replacements? Yeah, sure. And then it's just like, okay, but this isn't... Even though you're playing this on a console, this isn't the original hardware. Like, the analog NT was, because they were doing all that crazy yeah. shit with the Famicom, but as you saw, that was really un- yeah. not cost-effective. No, no. So how long until you think we're playing original games on new consoles because the original consoles are just dead and they're not up to snuff anymore? Well, I've already experienced this, sort of, because my experience with Super Nintendo hasn't yes. been so great. So now I play my Super Nintendo games on a clone console. Yes. Um, well, the ones I can't play in my original <laughs> Super Nintendo. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, it's already starting to, to happen. I mean, my GameCube's already starting to crap out. Like, admittedly, I've been making biographic videos on that thing for four years it's constantly. I, but I want something reliable. Yeah. You know, I want something that I know is going to work every time. You know, even with my older consoles, my Super Nintendo, the games don't work straight away you know no. um just give me a couple of goes with this uh what have i got the super retro hd yeah. i put a game in no problem works yeah. straight away uh, it's convenience and uh yeah i've had to go away from the original hardware to get that kind of convenience and stability yeah uh, to play these cartridges i've got so in this way, all these analog consoles that they're releasing are great. Yeah, they're a little expensive for my liking. I could have gone down the route of buying a, a super. Oh, God, I can't remember these analogs. Yeah, super, super N- analog NT. NT thing, uh, but I decided not to in the end and go for a little bit of a cheaper option. And I'm not disappointed with, as I mentioned on the previous podcast. Yeah, the that machine. From who do that? Hyperkin. Hyperkin, yeah. Uh, Retron. Super Retron HD is 
a good way to play Super Nintendo games yeah. on a HD telly. However, not so good on a composite, though. Through a... You know why it's not that good, I realise. Uh, because you were emulating those games on a Retron, is my understanding. It's hardware emulation. It, mm, it's not yeah. software, apparently. I thought it was also software. It is on the Retron... Oh, the Retron 5. The Retron oh, 5, okay. it's software that's ripping the ROMs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently on the, the other one I've got, it's, it's, hardware. it's hardware. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's not perfect. I mean, you watch videos online and people yeah, pick yeah, it to yeah, bits, yeah. but uh, Even you're it's that about fine. Meisters too, man. Like, Absolutely fine. There's nothing perfect unless you've yeah. got like, one chip Super Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah, I nearly won one of them. I tell you what, it's my internet went down right before I was yeah. meant to win one. Because this was before I got that. Um, HD one. I didn't even realise that was a thing until yeah. uh, my good friend Tom in Super Tomato and Cardiff was explaining it to me. Could have got it dirt cheap with a load of games. Let's go buy Super Famicom. Apparently, like, Super Famicoms have them. So All of them? Yeah. From the sounds of things. Yeah. But then, I need an app to play my PAL games on anyway, and I've already got... Yeah, for me, exactly. I don't think there's a big enough difference between the one chip and the regular one for no. me to be that bothered. But No, it does... Out- apparently, it outputs better video, yeah. but I mean... Yeah. I don't care, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> like, I, get, I, I was you quite get all nitpicky about this sort of thing, but there's not enough time no, in the exactly. day to, to worry about. I that was sort of very, thing. very happy playing Game Boy games through the Game Boy Player as standard through the things. But like, uh, you know, we talked about this last week as well. People seem very People happy have with expectations. the quality I mean, one, you could just play it on emulation, which I could do, but I never wanted to. I've seen then. complaints, though, when people play games on emulation, yeah. on a video online. The yeah. People just complain, oh, the games look too good. They don't look like that on my PlayStation. Now they're so crisp. Yeah. You must be using emulation. Yeah. So, but the footage looks great. Yeah. You know, what does it matter, really, how you've got to that footage? Yeah, it it do- is nice to be purist and to say it's on the original hardware. It does annoy me when I see people record stuff through emulation and they use those weird, like, smoothing texture things. Yeah, yeah, that that's not good. I don't like that so much. I, I actually really appreciate the pixel art and the sprite work. And yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. It I looks think very strange. I was seeing PS1 stuff that just looked great. Oh, but that's amazing. Like, you know, if you can get those yeah. polygons actually looking yeah, like yeah, they should, yeah. why not? Yeah. Certainly, you can do it through a PS3 yeah. as well. You can actually make it yeah, look yeah. a little bit better. Um, but I mean, you know, that's designed through limitations, right? It's mm. why certain Super Nintendo games look shit if you run them through a Frame Meister because they're they're built yeah. to mimic, they're built to use refresh rate of CRTs yeah. to create effects. It's them using the limitations. It's you know, like there's no foolproof way to no. do it, really. It's just using you, the things against you to create cool stuff. Things have evolved where HD is now the thing, meaning we can't necessarily take what we had on original consoles and, and show you that on your HD monitor exactly the same because, as you say, it's made for CRT. Yeah. So it's an interesting time we, we live in for this, but it's good that there are options out there. Yeah, As yeah. long as we're able to share uh, this these games and our, our love for these games... It's all good. I mean, it's all a bit of fun at the yeah. end of the day. Just don't take it too seriously. Mm. It's all like exactly. Don't take this podcast too seriously. No, exactly. We're getting I mean, too serious now. We've I think. done two hundred of them, and like you know, you can tell <laughs> we're starting to agree on us. We're getting curmudgeonly. It's the third time I think I've used the word curmudgeon this podcast. Oh well, there we go. Uh, played anything else? In terms of played stuff, no. I um, can't say I have really. 
have played a bit of Secret of Mana Remake and you watched yeah. me do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just going to say it really quick. I've already bitched and moaned about this on Twitter. Don't see why people are complaining about that game. That is a perfect remake of Secret of Mana. Admittedly, it's not an upgraded remake. It is very true to the Super Nintendo version, but even my muscle memory of when I could swing a sword to charge is down. Mm, mm. Gameplay-wise, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think some people like the aesthetic. Whereas I thought the aesthetic was very true to the original. It is incredibly true to the original, but people don't like that. They want it to be... I mean, I can kind of see their point. Like, it is very unnerving when that Billy character, the first kid oh. you see, has got that big grin on his face because that's what he had in his Super Nintendo sprite. But, I mean, that's it's just them su- having yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. It- the fact that the map is it's also... It's not worth this... getting all het up about. No, it's for fun. <laughs> the map being the the Super Nintendo game yeah. as well, though, is just amazing. That little like mini-map in the corner yeah. of your screen. It's so don't good. write that off from thinking it's not worthwhile. If you want to play that game on your PS4, that's a good way to play yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I mean, I imagine it's also less broken than the Super Nintendo version. You'd hope that... so, but you were a little concerned that maybe yeah. it's just carried on exactly patched it though so like for me there was like weird nostalgia things of like when i hit an enemy and it would like slightly hitch the same way the super nintendo one did and i was like well you didn't have to be faithful to that you could have just let me hit things and it'd be fine like (laughs) but i think that was something they patched i think they realized that was too far maybe but maybe hey i feel like this is a 200th episode so we've got to do something at least a little bit special Okay. Right. What's your favourite episode, Tom Matt Attack? Oh, shit. I don't uh, know. 200. Do you have oh. anything that sticks out in your mind as being a particularly memorable uh, either section, segment of an episode? or? I should have done another link feature. to the past. Yeah? I always enjoyed doing those. You know, those things where I would, like, write a thing, like a long preamble list that joined ah, together and would then reveal the game. That's, that's like, a, I even forgotten we did that. Yeah. I enjoyed the one where I talked about Yakuza. The one? Which one was that? <laughs> I think episode 100 to 200. I haven't talked about it on this episode yet, but yeah. yeah. I don't tend to go back and listen to the really old ones. No, but me neither. It might be interesting to hear them again. If you if you haven't heard those early yeah. episodes, we'd be interested to hear what you think uh, of the show, how, how it's progressed from episode 1 to episode 200. What do you like about what's changed or what d- don't you like about yeah. what's changed? Actually, I'd like to also, like, if there's anyone listening to this podcast out there, to let us know your favourite memory of this podcast. Is there anyone with Yeah, this when did you, you join? Yeah. What, what made you decide, oh, this I might listen to this again. I I'm might gonna... want to subscribe, like, subscribe and give us a a cheeky, a cheeky written. Yeah, that old, yeah, that, that, that old chestnut. <laughs> God damn it, Tom! Two hundred episodes have been saying that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it's. We're interested to hear from you, really, because for us, it's sort of like we just kept going. Yeah. We've not course. really spent any time looking back. Oh no, of course not. And I mean... kind of <laughs> saying, "Go, oh, okay, so what we're going to do next? We this is very. It's always been very much a conversational thing between yeah, exactly. me and Matt. We've not had any like." lofty ambitions about this particular no of podcast. course not and i mean it's that... just me and you sharing our love for video games and i'm sure some weeks you can hear that i'm sure some weeks yeah. we've both been like super tired and just been like yeah. oh man and it's nice actually us being able to do this again over the mm. table because you mm. feel the energy of the other oh, person absolutely. whereas yeah. i have to admit like we even talked about it off the air with yeah. some of the podcasts we've been doing over the internet yeah it's like shit are we are we just not that passionate about video games anymore and then yeah. it's totally different doing it 
face it is to face. 100% like you just get that energy and i think maybe we need to just like go into it when we're recording it over the internet and just be like okay cool we're going to yeah. do this now we're i think this will give us before. a bit of a boost yeah, really i think so we too. hadn't done this for a while no and i mean so. we've been very sporadic with doing it over the internet as well yeah Honestly, like we've we've never really we've never sat down and gone like okay this week we're gonna do this we never, we never script yeah. this like you have notes of what you I actually want to wanna talk about <laughs> but I've I never done that lately. it's never been something I've done unless I've done like a written segment like the link to the past or whatever yeah. because uh, I never wanted it to be that like I, there's some people out there who want to be professional podcasters they want to do this for a living good luck to you I hear it's very hard mm-hmm. and. I've I've taken time with the biographic stuff with like Game Boy to like analyze what I'm making as a content creator and going okay cool how can I should I get a frame meister and make the video quality better should I take some time to learn how to do this really odd cut that I mm. want to be able to do mm. because I think it'll make the section better yeah this podcast never felt like work no exactly and I mean that, we do this anyway it yeah just, we happen to record it yeah, it's true. Uh, I mean, this this was generally be our lunch times mm. before this, and then me and you started living together. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna buy a podcasting thing because you've done podcasts before, right? You've done the one for Blast Process. Oh yeah, briefly. We didn't. We hadn't done it much, to be yeah. honest. It was really this, which was the uh, real introduction yeah. to podcasting proper, I'd say. Yeah. But yeah, I'd given it a, a go. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, we broadcast I, it live at one point. The Black Process podcast. Yeah, that's that's true. You yeah. did. You were on the radio, right? On, on the Dave show. It was, yeah, it was a local sort of radio thing. Internet, yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, no, I, I really like doing the podcast. I mean, I was yeah. always a big fan of podcasts. I, I still listen to podcasts, admittedly, on a diminished scale because, as I say, games should be fun. Like mm. a lot of, I feel a lot of people, and I, I feel. Since we've been doing this podcast, yeah. I've noticed it more and more. I uh, I don't say this in a hurtful way because we probably spend too much time thinking about and talking about games also. But I I I just I don't know. There's been a, a shift in the hobby of gaming. I think where people take gaming very seriously now, mm. and people invest a lot of time just talking about games and having an opinion on games yeah uh to to perhaps a worrying extent for me like admittedly i am a person who makes content outside of this and i am a person but you're not also f- someone who maybe likes to, to rant about the latest news on a video and because that's the seems to be a very popular type of youtube video yeah gaming related we'll have there'll be some news that'll come along and it'll be like well here's my two cents on that but a lot of it is like all right calm down mate it's uh, only a game i mean i i think <laughs> i think perhaps i've been there i mean i i think if you listen to some of like the mid hundred tom attacks i probably did that there was a time and a place where i was trying to buy and play everything and mm-hmm. we talk about them i mean we just did it with starlink mm. but I, I i just i'm always realizing that i am just one of many voices out there and this is my opinion and yes some people because of this podcast or whatever the same way i'm sure they do for you people may take that and go okay cool maybe i shouldn't buy this for these reasons and i'm sure there's people out there who love starlink i'm sure there's people who are out there who love space marines the warhammer game that i absolutely despise but it it there are there are i know <laughs> we've talked about them off air but it, i i just 
wish that people could see that this should just be a hobby and this shouldn't be mm. an object to base your life around. Films as well. Yeah. We, we're not video game critics. No, of we're, course not. Uh, film critics tend to have, you know, much uh, higher expectations, of course. It is the nature of their job yeah we didn't stop a film from coming out and being immensely enjoyable but then you hear a critic say don't bother with it i didn't like it. i thought it was crap you know it's not i mean there was that um the roger ebert thing right where i watched those yeah, two copies so he... of Uno indian and Seville, yeah. and he was just like if you if you don't watch fargo instead of this then you stop reading my reviews there's a snobbery i there guess is. within video games as well in films reviewing and really if you enjoy it that's great yeah, you know, exactly. No like, one's going to judge you. Yeah. I, I love Howard the Duck. People seem to think it's a bad film. It's not a bad film. But, um, <laughs> no, I would agree with you. I enjoyed yeah, it yeah, when yeah. I watched it. I think some things get the stigma as well. And it's going to be the same with video games, I guess. I, so I also play what you think... Like. We can only guide you in terms of what we feel. No, and a thing to bear in mind, and I always, I always think this with design, I think this with video games, I think this with uh, any piece of created work Mm. no one sets out to make a bad video game no No. one sets out to make a bad design people have different levels of experience people have different budgets and time restraints and all the rest of it Mm. and what comes out is what comes out you you have to walk away at some point and say hey this thing this is done now i've Mm. done this this Mm. is what we have and I don't think a lot of people who are willing to critique is very easy as a critic to say, no, this is shit, mm. without understanding the reason of why perhaps it's not mm. the best, most polished thing. Yeah, a lot of games have ups and downs, but they also have incredibly, you know, they have they have the ups. Yeah, the incredibly yeah. amazing things are probably worth actually spending the time. The thing is games, though, if it's a story-driven game, you've got to spend that time to get up to that, yeah. that part of the game. But there are games, I guess, the AAA titles, like we've got Red Dead coming out soon, which is more than likely going to be a very polished uh, experience. And I just think that raises people's expectations yes. a lot. It's the same with movies. Those Marvel movies are very entertaining, very solidly made yeah. pieces of cinema. Uh, I, I'm not saying they're flawless in any means, but they do raise the bar for action movies, at least. Yeah incredibly high so you get something that will come out like the predator yeah which is kind of a throwaway fun film and people will rip it to shreds because it's not as maybe well put together as uh, as say infinity war infinity war (laughs) for example benchmark yeah um but yeah you'll still be plenty to enjoy in in you know a film like the president. Yeah, I mean, we're all just. Passing. I don't know why I use that as example. That that's probably one that. Well, that's probably one that I saw with my girlfriend. We both agreed it was all right. Yeah. You know, it's the same with Venom. I guess you yeah. know uh, that also is an enjoyable film. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, for sure, I really love you know, Venom. Uh, reinventing the wheel or anything. You know, no, it's very not. traditional by numbers, but it has good performances and it's a fun film. And if you, you just want to go to cinema be entertained, then there you go. You're gonna get your your money's worth. I think. It's all just passing time, right? Like yeah, it's yeah. all, yeah. you know, we're all living a life. We we all want distraction sometimes from that, and it mm. is all about spending time doing something. And it, I think, you know, the same way with food, the same way with anything else. Like it's getting to, deep. It's this. getting very <laughs> deep. You were, you were to blame. I was ready to wrap this podcast up. Mm. Um, 
you know too much of anything is a bad thing mm. you know you need to you need to have balance to your life and stuff mm-hmm. and therefore people perhaps are more critical about what they're given people people do want to feel that they're spending their time mm. in a meaningful way mm. and you know to me and you that's a, a very different thing Especially like when games are as demanding as they are for time yeah for sure i yeah. Also, cost-wise, like yeah. I've, but they've always been expensive. They have, and you, you, you remember that one. <laughs> God damn! But like <laughs> this year, right? Like I have bought less than ten new video games, mm. and like I think that's even a stretch. I, Maybe I, I've bought like five. I think yeah. like brand new I titles. Think that that's quite different from when you first started podcasting. God damn! Like listen mm. to last year. Like last year, I. I bought and played about 60 new games because there were so many things coming out. You can't play them all. I tried. And honestly, like, it wasn't so much that I was this year going like, no, I'm not going to play everything that comes out. I was a little bit because it was a bit burned out. Yeah. But I think there was so much that came out last year that was just like trying something new or trying to be something new Mm. that I feel when I've played a game, like Octopath Traveler, for example, Mm. like Mm. I saw so many people say that was like oh my god this is the best grpg i've ever played for me i just didn't get that much out of what i played a bit and so i haven't gone back to it mm. because it felt to me like games that already played and i feel that last year there was a lot of games that tried new things there were things like near automata that tried to push story in an interesting way mm. you had a uh, yakuza zero again like that game polish up perfect that. no exactly it's like, but it's worth playing yeah, yeah. and just looking at stuff and then going, okay, I'm not going to do that this year. I'm not going to buy so much. I'm not going to play so much. I'm going to do other mm. things. My bank balance at the end of the month is is pretty damn good because I'm not spending like. I know. Do you need to? Yeah. A lot of money. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah it, you know, take take time to do other stuff. Take time yeah. to enjoy video games and actually enjoy them. Like, yeah. I think it's also a benefit in saying that unlike Starlink. You know, you don't have to. If you've pay, if you've paid money for a video game, I say, you know, feel like you got your money's worth or get rid of it. Mm. I think it's something that we also don't do. Mm. There's there's something to be said for whether it's a book or a movie or a TV series or anything. If you start something, give it the time to see if it wins you over. But like. If you're, I don't know, if you're like 300 pages into the Lord of the Rings and you're just like, man, I really not don't like it. this. <laughs> don't suffer through the next like yeah, thousand pages. Metal Gear Avengers? Yeah, and it's just, it's not good because you won't enjoy it and it'll it'll make you a bit spiteful towards that. Just, yeah. just no one to cut and run. Yeah, spend your time doing something else you enjoy. Yeah. So. God, that got incredibly profound. But uh, there you go, that's happened. 200 episodes. 200 episodes, that's our words of wisdom from us <laughs> talking for 200 hours about video games. What what, what would you have rather spent 200 hours on, Tom? I, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Me neither. No. It's been fun. <laughs> anyway, okay, well, that's, that's a nice note as any to wrap it up on. Mm. If you have any any memories of this podcast, if you have any <laughs> memories... Yeah, <laughs> any... If you, you know, if you've listened to all 200 episodes... Have you got anything to say about this Tom podcast? We're interested to hear, because we've done 200. Yeah, exactly. This is us, uh, an open call, saying, please, like, please let us say know. Say something, and, uh, yeah, we, we look forward to hearing what you have to say. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm. Um, 
until next week then i guess uh, we'll we'll do the usual uh, if you <laughs> like the podcast as we say you can get in contact with us in a variety of places on facebook.com uh, facebook forward slash tom on that attack do so on twitter either at tma cast uh, where the both of us may have a chance of reading it or uh, at tom parry 11 and at game Boyle for me mm. um which is very healthy isn't it, twitter yeah, is we're, we're very healthy yeah. we've been replying to stuff and doing other things i i've been having jokes and hijinks on twitter ha ha ha, ha. um <laughs> also you know you've been putting stuff on youtube right you've been not doing so much at the moment because you're in denmark but there is stuff happening on the blast, oh, process, blast process channel yeah there's those happening in my absence you know i'm still very much committed to getting uh, bruno's unboxing videos out there but uh both uh, mike and neil are uh, working away at providing new content for the site so keep checking back yeah yeah uh, there's loads of things still happening there may not be some of my regular features but they'll come they'll uh, be back eventually yeah yeah uh i've been doing some biographic stuff surprise surprise i put out an episode on attack of the kill tomatoes last week i put one out just now on halloween racer which is a european exclusive game by color game um, there'll be there'll be a little bit of a surprise coming next week, and then there'll also be an you episode on um, <laughs> Baby Felix Halloween, uh, which is a very good European-only game uh, made by Bit Managers, who are the people who made like um, the Smurfs games and they made the Asterix titles. Mm. Very good European developers, uh, cracking soundtrack. If you mm. if you want my one piece of like, hey take a minute to yourself go listen to the western theme from that game because it is awesome honestly hands down one of my favorite pieces of music on the game boy wow that's high praise and baby felix tennis on the ps1 is also worth your time oh really Mm. there's a lot of tennis games (laughs) who are like odd licenses on the game boy like snoopy and stuff that i've not got into yet but maybe i'll I'll give baby felix a look Hmm. anyways um that was a bit of a tangent tom what, what would you recommend our listeners do, other than get in contact with us this we'll month? Well, listen to our podcast. Have you, have you seen anything? <laughs> have you, are you engaged with any hashtag content on that internet oh. that you think people should check out? Uh, uh. Great. <laughs> okay, then, folks. Until next okay. time, find us in I the... Sp- nah. Um, loads of stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Okay, let's wrap this up. We've melted Tom Parry's brain. 200 hours has been enough. Um, thank you for all of you who listened to this oh, podcast. Yeah. Thank you very much for uh, keeping us going. And uh, yeah, well, well, apparently we do it if, <laughs> even yeah, if no exactly. one was listening. But, That's how it goes. Um, no, we do appreciate uh, any sort of comments we have and all the people who have listened to this podcast and, and followed us on Twitter and, and, yeah. and the likes and they've come to us through various avenues and... Uh, Usually down Electric Avenue. Oh, exactly. And then we take it higher. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. There we go. There's a little bit of a sing song. There you go. We've got to have a sing song. That's one of the things we, we do. Exactly. So, okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we've just, just been rambling as we said we would. We have. <laughs> 200 more, eh? Yeah. Okay. Well, if you'd like to join us on that journey, let us know what you think of the podcast. And we will say, after three, what we always say. And this time, we're going to do it in oh, tandem. Okay. We'll do it after three, a point. Three, two, one, game Game on. on!